My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope from Monday, May 24th through May 31st, the end of the month, 2021. This week we have four significant transits happening and a lot to do with Gemini energy. And we have Mercury moving into Gemini on this Monday, the beginning of the week. We have a lunar eclipse on Wednesday. We have Venus moving into Gemini on Friday, and Mercury goes retrograde on Saturday. So it's very important to understand what the Gemini energy is to really make sense of what's happening right now. So Gemini represents, in Sanskrit, it's ruled by Mercury or Buddhi, the intellect. So there's this connection to intelligence and in our intellect. Gemini is often depicted as the twins. Most people know this and this sort of dual nature of seeing both sides of situations, of understanding all perspectives of the situation. Gemini is playful, it's creative, it's a fun sign and energy. It's also intelligence, it's also wanting to learn, wanting to be clever, wanting to be smart and have knowledge. It's an air sign, and we'll actually be going into the air signs over on the Vedic Astrology membership tomorrow. If you go to quietmindastrology.com, you can join us live tomorrow on Zoom. We'll be talking about the moon and all the air signs, including Gemini. But this represents our quick-witted nature. People with strong Gemini are smart, intelligent, like a lot of mental stimulation, a lot of playfulness in their lives, like to laugh and play and learn and grow. So those are the main themes on the top of mind right now this week. And you add that to the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, it adds a bit of intensity and personal transformation to it as well. And as always, these eclipses are portals that we go through and we cannot go back through. So it's a big turning point in the week. And I saw just yesterday somebody scheduled a reading to have have a reading on this date. So it's a powerful time for self-reflection and to look within and to have time in water if you can. It's always recommended in the old Vedic text to either take a bath or be in water. If you can go swimming somewhere, this is a great time, great way to use this energy. Not the best time for making big decisions. We're not always thinking very clearly on the eclipses because they are represented by the shadow energy of Rahu and Ketu. And where the eclipse happens is based on Rahu and Ketu, the nodes of the moon, which are shadow grahas. So we don't always see things as clearly, and we don't always necessarily know why these transformations are happening, but they are definitely happening and we can't really go back from the changes that are made during this time. And it's really a couple weeks. So the two weeks before an eclipse, after, and then there's the next eclipse, the solar eclipse in two weeks, and then the two weeks after that are all times to just be a little more mindful of decisions we make. So we might not be thinking as clearly as we are in other times, and some shadow desires might be driving our thinking and our choices. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. We just want to be aware of it and integrate the shadow. And I'm a huge fan of Carl Jung's work. He talks a lot about the shadow. And if you don't know what your shadow is, it's the part of us that we hide, repress, and deny, and often project onto others. So if there's anything in someone in your life that's like really under your skin or really annoying you or irritating you, it's really important to do the work of 
Noticing if you're pointing a finger at someone else, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So how am I that is the question to ask of any sort of trigger or reactivity that can come up with someone else. How am I that? Is there any part of me that is selfish or greedy or arrogant or prideful or resentful or whatever the issue is, is often because we really contain all things within ourselves and we all deeply interconnected in the human experience that if somebody can be something, then I could also be that thing, right? It's, it's within us to some degree. Of course, it's not going to be nearly as exaggerated in some or others. Some people are going to be more arrogant. Some people are going to be more generous and caring. And of course, just because somebody has something and then we see we can be that thing ourselves doesn't mean that it's necessarily okay to stay in those connections or relationships or situations. But we can do the work of becoming aware of it and noticing how maybe it's not expressed in ourselves, so it's becoming exaggerated in others. Then we keep repeating and recreating these situations, these samskaras, these patterns, where we keep getting into these situations and the eclipses are coming around to say, okay, well now it's time to make a choice of how you want to move forward. Do you want to keep repeating those patterns or do you want to make a different choice? And it's a choice that we sometimes get to make uh, intentionally or willingly, sometimes not so willingly. So I would suggest that we do our best to make this a willing choice and go through this transformation of this week and the next couple weeks with intention, with choice, and choosing to be aware of our patterns, to choose to be aware of what we want to create and move towards that and integrate the shadow in ourselves. These parts that we don't always like to look at. Journaling is a powerful way to do this. Just sitting in meditation and quiet, usually the answers will come to you. So meditation is always highly recommended. So going overview over the uh, overview of the main transits this week. So Mercury moving into Gemini on Monday. Mercury rules Gemini. This is a great place for it to be. This is a very positive placement. So the intellect is strengthened. The wit, the creativity, the play, the fun, the joy is starting to come back into the world. I know it's not everywhere. And my perspective is probably very much filtered through my experience, right, and living in the U.S., and things are getting a bit lighter here and things are opening up. But of course, everyone is having their own unique experience around the world. And I know a lot of you are around the world. So Mercury and Gemini, if it is expressing not in the freedom and playfulness, maybe the in the intellect and in the intelligence, because every transit can be expressed positively, negatively, or neutrally. And we get to choose which ones we want to focus on. And if there's external imposed negative expressions of a transit, we do our best to internally create more of the positive ones. So if you are having a hard time finding any playfulness or fun or joy in your life right now or connections with others, then turning to the intellect and maybe reading a book you haven't read in a while or if you've been thinking about writing a book or in some way expressing your intelligence and intellect and what you've learned in your life, writing or maybe making a podcast or writing blogs or YouTube videos, some way of expressing your intelligence and playfulness and creativity, playing games. Any way you can find to do this is a great way to work with this energy of Mercury being in Gemini and then on Friday, Venus in Gemini. So that's with relationships doing those things. And in your relationship, bringing out more playfulness, more joy, more fun, doing more fun activities, if you can, of course, working within your circumstances. 
And then Mercury goes retrograde on Saturday. So that sometimes has a really bad rap, but I personally like Mercury retrograde because we need times of expansion and times of contraction. Everything works in cycles. Nature works in the cycles of the four seasons. These planets rotate in cycles and patterns. And that's all astrology is, is observing these patterns and noticing what happens. And when Mercury goes retrograde, that's an es essentially a retraction or a contraction of this, all these Mercury qualities I've been talking about and Gemini qualities. So our intelligence goes backwards, goes inward, and we reflect, review, revise, revisit, and reimagine what we want to create in our work and our creativity, our play, our relationships, because Venus here is here in Gemini as well. But of course, because it just got into Gemini on Monday, it's not going to stay there long. It's going to go back to Taurus next Thursday. And I will talk about that on next week's episode with the monthly horoscope for June and in much more detail inside the Vedic Astrology membership for those of you who are members, you'll hear the sign-by-sign -sign horoscopes for that as well. But in short, Mercury goes retrograde on Saturday just until Thursday it's in Gemini, then it goes into Taurus. So we'll start to look back on everything to do with Taurus in the retrograde, then it goes direct towards the end of next month. It doesn't get back until Mercury and Gemini until July 7th. So basically, whatever is starting this week, you're going to start to get some momentum building up. Maybe it's a project. Maybe I've actually been thinking about writing a book for a while. If you have any things you'd like to hear me write about or read about that I write, uh, if you're interested in learning more things about astrology, let me know. I will have uh, another mentorship coming up soon, but this book is, I've had a lot of book ideas over the years, and this is actually a pretty favorable time for doing that kind of self-reflective work if you're interested in that sort of thing, and maybe starting it out this week, and then it really, uh, it's a lot of sort of review, reflection, going back through your past, self-reflection over the next month and a half while Mercury's retrograde, then it moves forward in July. So that's one example of how to work with this energy. Maybe there's a business project. Uh, Mercury represents commerce and business as well. Uh, maybe something to do with financials. Uh, if you're in the stock market or in crypto, I've been really in interested in lately and I've talked about that. It's been really all over the place the last month because of Mars being in Gemini, which is not a good place for Mars to be. And Mars is going to be in Cancer next after that, so also not a good place. So those of you who are invested and watching things go up and down a lot, wait until Mars gets into Leo in mid-July. I think that things will push a lot more positive after that. But anyway, this time of Mercury going retrograde is not the time to be watching all that stuff and worrying about it. It's Mercury, the air sign, can bring about this worry and anxiety and fear if we focus too much on the details of things going one way, right? Of course, in investments, people want them to go up, only up, but that's not possible. There's always going to be expansion and contraction. And Mercury retrograde is this time of contraction and retraction review. Time for a little more rest. If you don't take naps or have a regular routine in your day, this is a great time to establish that and have more time in reflection to be more resolute in your intentions. So all these RE words are really helpful to remember and remind yourself during the Mercury retrograde. 
which again, that ends on uh, late June, right after the summer solstice on June 22nd is when Mercury goes direct in Taurus. But again, it doesn't go back to where it's starting until early July. So whatever you're starting this week, know that it's going to go through its whole process over the next month and a half. Then things will really be moving forward in July. So that's the quick overview of this week. Hopefully this is helpful in giving you some tools to understand and work with the energies of this week. Again, Gemini, very, very strong this week. All things Gemini are at the forefront and the lunar eclipse in Scorpio, this time of personal transformation and growth. Going through this major transformation of understanding your shadow, the personal growth journey that you're on, and realizations that you've had, insights. Of course, K2 is in Scorpio, where it's considered exalted right now. Rahu is in Taurus, considered exalted. So this is a very powerful time for all the Rahu and Taurus things, building up security and stability and family and your assets, but also all the opposite of that, K2 and Scorpio things, of deepening your spirituality, your connection to source, and your bigger sense of purpose and meaning in life which it's really cool that we get both of those amplified right now. And we're going through big portal through both of those starting this Wednesday and continuing through Thursday in two weeks when we have the solar eclipse in Taurus. Look at your shadow, look at your projections, do the inner work, the self-reflection, and this can be a really powerful transformative time. If you want to know where this is affecting you and your chart, you can get your free birth chart at quietmindastrology.com. Look where uh, Scorpio and Taurus are to see where this is affecting you in these eclipses. And you can schedule a reading there as well where I go into depth of your whole birth chart, each house, each planet and sign to see how it's all affecting you. And the upcoming transits and your dashas is very specific to you, which is beyond the scope of this podcast because it's very personal. But knowing the dashas you're in is probably one of the most empowering and important things that I've learned from Vedic Astrology and uh, it's some of those dashas are really long <laughs> and i'm in a really long one right now it's crazy the amount of personal growth and transformation since the beginning of that and knowing that i'm in that dasha makes everything a whole lot smoother and makes me see all the challenges as opportunities for growth in a lot more positive way so that's the thing. We're always looking for the most positive possible interpretation or at least neutral of ways we can work with these energies. So if you do have the negative stuff coming up this week, Venus and Gemini, maybe worrying about your partner, uh, maybe thinking about comparing your partner to other people, being sort of flighty in relationships, that's more of the negative side. Focus on all the positive stuff I talked about today. Hopefully that helps you navigate this and at least the neutral stuff, just having a more neutral mind about it is what it is. And we get to choose how to respond to every circumstance. We can't always control really anything outside of ourselves, but we can always, we can, C-A-N, always control how we respond to it. And that is what yoga and astrology teaches us. So hopefully this helped you in navigating this week. And if you have any questions, please reach out on Instagram at quietmindastrology. Tag me there if you're enjoying the podcast and follow us there. Us being the royal us, it's, it's just me. And I have a, an awesome assistant that helps a lot, but uh, it's just me. And uh, you can schedule a reading, get your chart, everything at quietmindastrology.com. Hope you can join us tomorrow on our live session at uh, the Vedic Astrology Membership. 
All right, have a great rest of your week and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.